0: Welcome to the Perth Football Podcast. We're doing something a little bit special here. We've got a special episode. See if you guys like it. We might keep it continued. It is called The Full Time Whistle at the Perth Football Podcast. You've got me, Kalichi Osunway. You've got Josh Chayat. How you doing, Kalichi? Superb, mate. How are you? You well?
1: Yeah, I'm well. I'm, I'm glad that we've got the name across the line. We were literally we it about 20 minutes before we decided we were going to do this so
0: we figured out we won't get sued by anybody so before we get that one in and uh joining us he's just had a spell on the radio he's back mr
2: football wa himself the voice of
0: football tommy dolman tommy how are
2: you good kalichi nice to be back for another season looking forward to dissecting it all, hopefully week by week if this is a success. Yeah, hopefully. And and if if it it works well and everybody likes it, we'll keep doing it. So firstly, we
0: are here at Frank Drago. Um, We've had two night series games. I think the first game was Perth SC versus Florida Athena. That was a one all there. And then we had a late drama in the second game with Sterling Macedonia getting a a win um, against Bayswater. Tommy, you, you were on the mic for both. Talk to us about that about that Sterling result, mate. Because from from up here, it looked like they had some good, clear-cut chances, almost against the run of play, and they looked like they struggled without without a, a striker, which was the story of last season. But at the same time, in classic Ian Ferguson way, the team just don't know how to lose and just kept sticky and ended up getting the goal in the end.
2: Yeah, it was the second of the two games um, that we saw tonight, and it probably didn't quite have the same quality that we saw in the first game. The first game, there was chances at both ends. We'll come on to that a little bit more in a second. Whereas this game was a little bit more... There was a struggle for both teams to really find those consistent patterns of play, I felt. I thought a lot of it came down the flanks. There was so much space in the middle of the park for the likes of Whitney, for Win, for Hargreaves, and Gordon Smith to get involved in the play, but they just didn't find feet long enough. And, and it was all quite direct and out to the flanks to the T-boy camera. And to, and to Samuel Dwayne in the first half to Dumba McKeche when he peeled wide in the second period. Um, I thought I thought B- Bayswater probably shaded the better of the clear-cut chances. I thought Liam Price made a really good save in the second half, but as you said, Kalichi, Stirling had a league-best defence last season. They had a league-best nine clean sheets in the competition as well, and they won by a goal to nil tonight, and I think that's going to be a real feature of what we see again from Ian Ferguson's team, as you touched on.
0: Yeah, and look, Josh...
2: Looking at that you could you could see as Tommy
0: was
1: saying there was loads of space in the middle and Bayswater had trying to change their their, their setup there, didn't they? Yeah, it looks like a big change from Bayswater. They just had Hargreaves marshalling the central midfield uh, sort of area of the pitch on his own, whereas uh, they played a lot of last season with what what's sort of seen maybe like more like a four four two. They they definitely had more bodies in that middle part of the pitch. There's a bit more focus on the wide players with T Cameron and, and Sammy Dwyer there. Um it didn't end up with them creating that many clear-cut chances in the box they got round the back of the sterling defense a lot but sterling were really good at getting those bodies back they really crowded out the middle naven uh, the base water coach garratt naven he must be so disappointed to concede you know a goal from a corner where, where the the player peels the players marking the goalkeeper peels off and just gets a, a head right in front of him those are ugly goals to concede so those are the sorts of things that they're going to have to get in check, but they had enough of the ball in their attacking area that if they were able to create more clear-cut chances, it doesn't come down to those little ugly goals like that. And
0: look, Tommy, you did say that there was loads of space in that midfield for Sterling, and of course it is early days, but they are missing the likes of Dejan Spasewski. they are missing the likes of Giles Davis, so you know what happens when those boys come back and they're able to take those that, that space? You can see them being a little bit more solid in those areas as well.
2: I think it's all about the configuration, really, to be honest. I think that's what's going to be the key thing. Obviously, you say Spaceski, their captain, is going to slot in. That's going to make a big difference because he's going to be able to sit at the base in the midfield and allow the likes of Win and Whitney to perhaps show a little bit more craft and get forward and have that bit more of a license. Um, Stirling, Stirling have obviously added a couple of attackers this season as well. The goals were, which was the goals were probably their weak area if they did have a weak area in their first excellent season after promotion from Division One. They've added the likes of Richard House from Kingsway, who we saw tonight. Daniel Zivkovic, um, also, um, is across as well, and, and a certain uh, striker who played for another team in the NPL. Um, last season who we didn't see tonight might well be playing for them this year as well who's quite a handy player so look there's there's plenty to look forward to for Sterling I think both teams can probably take positives out of the game but at the end of the day it probably wasn't the best game of football we'll see in this pre-season While, while, while I've got you talking about Sterling
0: Tommy um, any, any players stood out for you? From Sterling and from your initial thoughts where you thought, oh, this person's a little bit exciting or want to see what what, what the season might be
2: for them as well. Well, I know we spoke about the middle of the pitch and how we'd like to see more there. I thought the left side was really good early on. I thought Matthews and Fake he combined really well, particularly in the early stages of the game. It was almost a magnet at the grandstand side of the pitch because all the action for Sterling was coming down this near touchline, which was quite unusual to see. But they were combining nicely and there's a lot of potential for a good partnership there. It's just about getting that final ball into the area. And then I think uh, um, I think Josh touched on it a little bit before as well. Palmateer and Jan one of the best centre-back partnerships in the, in the division. Um, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be any different again this year. They were excellent. They were commanding throughout. And whilst we said that they did have some joy... Um, Ultimately Dumba Makecha had to peel wide left in the second half to get more involved in the game and that's where Bayswater started to get a bit of joy and also down the flanks in the first half from Dwayne Cameron So yeah, I, I thought the back I thought the left hand side and, and, and the defense were the big positives for Sterling in the night.
0: You mentioned Dumba Mikechi there and just going going to you Josh what what the what did you see from Bayswater order and, and and from Dumba? We saw some really good quality touches. He did his best to hold the ball up there, but he didn't quite have that that bit of final service that was coming into him um, um, in, in, that, in that final third because they did look decent from
1: 18 to 18, so to speak. I mean that that could well come. Yeah, you, you look at those touches that Dumba takes where he's. 35, 40 meters out, and he'll flick that ball around the corner. He pulls a defender out of position, and that does open up space in behind and opportunities. Uh, I'm sure they'll be looking for him to take those touches a little bit higher up the pitch, as uh, as as all the new players that they brought in and the new system they brought in starts to make sense and gel. Um, because it's great him bringing players into play, pulling defenders out. Uh, when they're close to the halfway line, if he's able to do that closer to the edge of his uh, of the uh, of the 18 yard box, that's when you start to actually open up space for opportunities. I think that happened once with uh, uh, Gordon Smith got a good shot away, which was the the save that you referenced before. There was also, by the way, on this side from uh, the Bayswater keeper, a fantastic little low save where he tipped it onto the base of the post. October. That was that was some save that one, and and that. Uh, that, that sort of kept them in the game at that point and, and on balance they were unlucky I think to go down to a late goal. Uh, it was probably a game where you'd say uh, neither team necessarily <laughs> signposted that they were definitely going to be you know, a standout favourite for, for the league this year but at the same time all, all the teams we're seeing in the night series have young players that they're trying out, new players they're trying out and uh, players that just, just aren't available yet. Look, tell us be, be, to, to wrap
0: this game up from a Beazold perspective. What were the positives? What what player kind of stood out to you? What kind of player caught your eye in this in this match from a Beazold perspective?
1: Uh, I, I thought um, I thought you know Southgate strong again at the back. I think he's he's always good. I think Hargreaves is definitely a player as well who. Um, you know, he was so consistent for them last year and he is being asked to do more, particularly on the defensive end, uh, or he was at least in this game. And I don't think that's anything that anyone thinks is beyond him. I think he can still be, uh, you know, an absolute standout in the competition as a solo defensive midfielder. Um, Sammy Dway, nice touches. He had a decent season for well up in, in a pretty poor well up team last year. And if he can add uh, some of that, Final service, some some of that uh, final uh, panache to his game with Bayswater under the coaching of Garrett Naver and then he can actually start to regress into a really good MPL quality player. You mentioned final panache and there was a goal in the last minute of this game and
0: there was also a late goal in the Florida-Athena-Perth SC game with um, Abdul Osman scoring that one to make a 1-1. Um, what was what was your thoughts, Tommy, on, on, on that game, on that performance?
2: What did you notice um, from from both of the sides, really? I, I really enjoyed the game and I really thought that both teams could be really pleased with how the game went. So I know that um, Bayswater... Sorry, Florida conceded the goal very late, and Perth got the equaliser at the death. But I thought um, Perth played really well and were worthy of the, the point that they got in this night series game. And I thought Florida also showed enough. Particular for them, yeah. Once um, once they did make some changes, which we'll probably go into a little bit more depth. Um, into shortly um but yeah I thought it was an enjoyable game there was chances at both ends um notable as well that no Luke Radonich or no Jason Saldaris in goal for either team so he had Gianluca Di Felice for Freeman uh, sorry for Florida Athena and also Rocco Liberti in goal for Perth Soccer Club and both of those young goalkeepers performed very admirably and and certainly didn't look out of place so they'll be looking to provide a little bit of competition but yeah in terms of that game and you're looking at it as a result um A good break from Abdul Osman, obviously, to get that late header. Superb cross from Josh Caller as well, it should be said, to rescue that ball and to keep it alive. Um, But I think the point was a a fair result and a a result and a performance that both teams can be pleased with. And Josh, your your overall thoughts from that performance or that match?
1: Yeah, it's one of those games where, again, uh, I don't know if we can take too much out of the night series games that we've seen so far. It's maybe not a a barometer of whether the teams are necessarily going to be this season. I know Perth had a lot of players that they didn't have available. Florey tried a a lot of youngsters in the second half when Perth did uh, come to the ascendancy. uh, I, I thought your call cool on the goalkeepers was a good one. Di Felice for Florida, I think made a number of really good saves. There were a couple of times where he looked like he may have been a bit slow or nervous coming off of his line but he's covered for it by uh, covering the goal well and making good one-on-one stops. Um, if you take a look at Perth, I mean, Abdullah Osman had a really good season for Armadale last year so he's a big in. They've also got Gordon Perkins who wasn't playing. tonight. Who everyone knows scored that famous scorpion kick last season, the undisputed goal of the year in the NPL men's competition. so John, O'Re- John O'Reilly's listening to this, pulling his hair out, saying those are both my boys. Well, they, they were lost but that That's what happens in football, isn't it? You know, players move around, and you know, Perth is a, a story club with a big reputation, so it'll have a gravitational pull for players. And they were, as we all know, they were disappointed with where they finished, finishing in the bottom, bottom half of the table last year. So they've gone out, they've made some signings. We spoke about it in an interview uh, with uh, Mark Wingell, the coach, which is uh, on the Facebook page and the Instagram, uh, which everyone can check out as well. Shout out for the plug, thank you. Got to get some plugs out there. Uh, and, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to progress and deliver some of the same form they did last year in a different colored shirt.
0: Same same question coming
1: that we mentioned earlier for
0: yourself, Tommy. What what kind of players impressed you? Any any things that you noticed from that performance? Of course, Floriett do now have Noah Shamaki coming back to the side. Um, they had a different kind of like midfield setting there um, with McManus now back to playing out wide and not necessarily playing fullback. Um, yeah, like no 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 Saldaris and goals. There's quite a, quite a bit to, to, to look at there from a Florida perspective.
2: Oh for me Chemacki was the most outstanding player in the first half. He was the one that was um, looking the most dangerous by by a mile for Floria and just his all-round center forwards performance. He was coming to the ball and meeting it at feet, providing his teammates with an option. He was also holding it up and allowing the likes of Ambrogio, the aforementioned McManus. Brown Montgomery as well to sort of get forward as those attacking midfielders he good like as well, to Brand do. Mont- Brown Montgomery. Yeah, they looked very sharp, Florey, and there's no reason not to think that they'll be up there contending again, uh, based on the based on what we've seen. I know there's no Robert Petkov, um, and Shimaki was playing for him tonight. Uh, based on what we've seen this evening, uh, given I've only seen one game, but I don't think that's going to affect them too much. Shimaki looks more than capable of replacement, obviously a second spell with the club, having previously played for Florey in the MPL WA. And yeah, there was a lot to like about a, a lot to like about how that sort of fluidity going forward was. They just didn't quite have the the punch to put Perth away when Perth were probably still trying to feel their way into the game. Whereas, I mean, I think Josh might want to touch on this on the next question. But Perth made some very smart changes in the second half and did make some adjustments, and that was how they got back into the game. But a couple of players in particular. Um, uh, David Ninkovic, new player who's, who's come in. He's previously played uh, semi-professionally in Serbia. Um, he looks like a real sort of guy who likes to pick up the ball, break lines and, and drive through the heart of teams' defences. And also um, Jeremy Mbe as well, who came off the bench, player that you've previously played with, Kalici, you mentioned before. But he was a real live wire as well, and he looks like a player who can break some lines. So when you when you put Hassani Sinclair back into that team, when you get some more games into Sam, Sam Cook then Perth certainly look like they're going to have a little bit more bite going forward in those attacking positions. And, and who knows, they might fancy their chances of maybe getting back towards that top four next season or this season.
0: Yeah, you, you just hit the nail on the head there in terms of getting back to the top four. And and Josh, you also mentioned it earlier. They don't have Silla, They don't have DeLeo They don't have Achille. They don't have um, Teles They don't have Sinclair right now. They put out a really good performance with these lads. And if you think about the players that they've got back, it's, it's almost in their DNA to, to be challenging in these situations. But let's let's temper it down a little bit and just say, look, what impressed you from that performance, especially in that second half when those changes were made?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Tommy did say I'd go through the change, but then he covered everything. This, this guy, this guy's football mind is is something special. Uh, the... Uh, what you said about... You said about dropping an eight into a
2: six so that Perth had an extra player at the base of the midfield to, to stop Florian.
1: Okay, yeah, that is something we didn't cover. Yeah, so um, and initially, and and this is a bit different from what Osman was doing with Armadale, uh, where he he seemed to play more on on the defensive side of the midfield, and uh, he did after the game, you know, he was happy that he got a bit more licence now to, to go a bit further forward. So They were sort of playing with two tens with himself and uh be reminded of the, the other player that they had in, in midfield there yeah. uh, in the 18. But um, uh, Zimmarino then was uh, was playing really as a lone six and it probably left them a little bit exposed when florey were coming through in numbers and, and they were driving and getting the ball through um, and, and actually, uh, getting the ball through to Shamaki, and Shamaki was able to isolate mm. uh, one, or, one of the other centre-backs. Uh, they got a bit more protection in there by playing two sixes, and, and they rotated a bit as well. So sometimes, Emmerino found himself going forward, and the other players, uh, the other centre midfielders, were clever. So Osman was dropping in uh, that sort of thing, and, and that was something that probably gave them a bit of a foundation. And they really did dominate. The ball in the second half i think floriate were kind of feeding off scraps yeah that, that that
0: second half you could you could see you could see them get Back to their way of playing because last season, and even speaking to Mark at the end of the game, he, he mentioned that last year, from the 18 yard to the other 18 yard, they were really, really good. But they struggled um, with personality in terms of defending their own 18 yard box, but then also struggled with clinical finishing and supply um, to, to, to get the goal. So seeing seeing Abdul Osman, and if you if you recall, the the State Cup final game was was changed when McKenna came onto the pitch and gave been a bit more licensed to get up and to do those marauding runs in that game as well so it'll be interesting to see how how that all looks out but boys what an absolute cracking day of football the 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 the, the weather has been superb the night's been superb a, a, a whole host of uh, individuals here some great football to watch so boys any any parting last words or anything
1: that we want to say um to, to finish off the pod well i don't know tommy did you uh catch because these were a couple of games on tonight but it's pretty busy this time of year in the State League night series. There's the other MPL men's night series games going on. Did you catch any of the other results? So, elsewhere, we know that Armadale defeated Balkata by three goals
2: to one. That was the first game of the doubleheader down at Maddenate Park. The second game, we don't have confirmation of full-time yet, but last we heard it was Coburn one Perth Red Star nil. So, to be confirmed on that result, that one might not be finalised. And as Josh said, it's a busy time of year. Sunday, there's still two more games to complete. Um, the other group to which we saw tonight, that's Glory versus Kingsway and in Inglewood versus Sorrento. And if you're looking for a bit of MPLWA night series action, go and check it out, Inglewood Stadium, 5 p.m. Sunday afternoon. Cheers, Tommy. And, and Josh, anything else to, 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 to wrap this up with?
1: Oh, yeah, I was down there uh, last Sunday at Inglewood Stadium and the vibe for a sundowner, like, that's the best Sunday sesh. That you're, gonna, that you're gonna get. It's not traditional, but honestly, head down there. All the identities are down there. All the coaches and the players are down there checking out their opposition for the upcoming games. Barful. So the bar the bar is open down there. So uh, these are absolutely fantastic places to spend your summer. I know I'm giving a pump for the local football because I love it. And we and, all love and it And so yeah. you
0: should. And we want to give them a pump as well and hopefully they give us a pump. Uh, and, and a financial pump and, and make sure that we're b- c- continually <laughs> able to provide these content to you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank All you the so plugs much for that. That is uh, episode one of the uh, Perth Football Podcast Full Time Whistle. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. You just realize now um, that this is not necessarily my favorite time of the year, but I remember like going up to Coburn last week and realizing that it's now football from now until October.
1: Yeah, it, it, do, it doesn't stop anymore. There used to, I feel like there used to be a time where there was like a clear break and we were into things like cricket and that, but I think it's much better. We can throw cricket out the window. It's fo- football all year round.
0: Football all year round, cricket out the window. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Tommy and say bye.
1: Cheerio. Josh Wright. say bye. Having a lovely evening or morning or that whatever is it is when you're here. I have ever heard. Khalifa Sorry, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye to you as well.
2: Take care.